Welcome to a refreshing podcast from Life Church. Get ready. The Word of God will be planted into your heart and will produce God's best in your life. Plan better. So I made it a point to actually plan different things throughout the season. And I find that for me, uh, what makes the season most joyful is actually spending time with people, spending time with family, doing activities, friends. Uh, anybody like that? Or you just prefer gifts? Prefer gifts? <laughs> but uh, gifts are cool too. But, um, but yes, I made it a point to really do some things with my family and friends. So I want to encourage you, enjoy the season. This is a season of joy. And um, this is our season. This is a time where we celebrate the, the birth of Jesus Christ. Amen. And it's a joyous occasion. So I hope you're entering into that joy. I want to share with you a little bit about the joy that comes from God's presence. I want you to know that you can be filled with joy today. Today, as you know, uh, many people are filled with joy just because it's just Christmas and the lights and the music and the caroling and all of those things. And yet there's some people who are not filled with joy. Some people who are mourning lost loved ones or they're just going through a difficulty in, at work or they're concerned about different things. Uh, but I want you to know that you can be filled with the joy of God's presence. We've been talking about that he is with us. We've been talking about I am he, God is with us, his presence is with us. And one of the things that comes with God's presence is joy. So just as, a, as an exercise, I want everybody to smile at me. <laughs> Look like you're happy about being here. <laughs> All right, I want you to get used to smiling. And here's the reason why you can smile. The Lord is smiling at you. Now think about this. And when you think about this, all right, let's do a psychological test here. Imagine you come, uh, you go to work, or you go wherever, and the first person you see has a beaming smile, and they're saying, hey, how are you? What are you naturally, instinctively going to do without even thinking about smile back, right? Because there's something about someone smiling at you, right, that causes you to release that same kind of energy right? Well, the Lord is smiling at you. The Bible says in number six that he smiles on his people. And so I want you to really think about the fact that God is smiling at you. Amen. I want us to be conscious of that reality that as he is smiling, we should be smiling as well. So let me see your pearly whites, your 32s, your 14s, your 8s, whatever you have left. Come on, let me see them. Glory to God. <laughs> yeah. It's a time to smile. Praise God. I like the scripture found in Psalm 21, verse 6. It says, For you have made him most blessed forever. You have made him exceedingly glad with your presence. Somebody say, Exceedingly glad with your presence. God's presence should cause you to be exceedingly glad exceedingly glad now you may say that sounds wonderful pastor but I'm not exceedingly glad well by the end of today you're gonna be exceedingly glad because you're gonna learn how to tap into the joy of his presence because there is joy to tap into all right I was sharing with the team earlier that the Bible tells us that we should enter into joy 
or even rejoice. The word rejoice means to have joy again, reenact the moment or the occasion of joy. You can do that, and I want you to, and it starts with his presence. Glory to God. So let's do another exercise. I told you to smile. Here's another exercise, laughing. Everybody say, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor, say, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Turn to someone else, say, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> One more person, say, he, he, he. <laughs> All right. Now, for some of you, you've never laughed this week. That was your first laugh. Even though, that was, a, even though it was a fake laugh, I'm helping you, I'm nudging you towards laughter. Isn't it interesting? And I'm just thinking about this now, that in the occasion of Christmas and the season of Christmas, we have Santa Claus, and what is he known for? Ho, 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 right? And just seeing Santa Claus, just hearing that, is supposed to elicit a reaction of joy. How much more when you have not the ho, ho, ho Santa Claus, but you have the ho, ho, Holy Spirit on the inside of you? Amen. The Holy Spirit inside of you should produce a joy like no other Santa Claus. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. He says he make me exceedingly glad in his presence. I'm speaking gladness over your life today. Romans 14, verse 17. We're going we're gonna to have a good time today. I want you to know you're going to leave here laughing in the name of Jesus. 14, 17 says, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. And this is a, if you would, this is like a cultural value of the kingdom of God. You have a cultural value in your home. Everyone has cultural values. There's certain things you do in your house. Like one of the cultural values of my wife's house, I'm going to say it that way. <laughs> you got to take off the shoes when you walk in. Anybody like that? I, I grew up, you know, um, just walking in the house with shoes. Um, Anybody like to walk with, with shoes in the house? I had no problem with it. I'm the only one. I know, I know, but am I the only one that doesn't care about germs? Okay, see, I know, I know I'm not the only one. So anyway, I would walk in with shoes on, and one of the first adjustments, the first of many adjustments I had to make when I became a married man was I had to learn to take my shoes off. Right? Isn't it, is, so you guys are in agreement with that? First lady's on point with that? All right. Here's another a, a cultural value of my wife's home. <laughs> I, I didn't have a problem, you know, coming home, um, you know, from work or from wherever and, you know, just laying on the bed. Jesus. All right. So that's a problem, right? That's a problem. Okay. I'm just... I know I'm not the only one, but you guys are afraid of admitting it. Okay, so you gotta change the clothes. So I changed. That's a cultural value of our house. You gotta take off your clothes, you gotta put on your PJs or whatever. Well, the kingdom of God has cultural values also. And the cultural value is these three things. It says it's not eating and drinking, but it's what? Righteousness, peace, and what? Come on, let's say that loud. Righteousness, peace, and what? That's what the kingdom of God is about. That's a cultural value of God's kingdom. 
I want you to experience righteousness, peace, and joy. And notice it says joy in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, he is God. I want to be very clear. As I've, you've heard me say this before, the Holy Spirit, he is not an it. You know, a lot of times, you know, we refer to the Holy Spirit as it, but he is God. He is a person and he wants you to experience joy in him. Joy in the Holy Spirit. Somebody say righteousness. righteousness. Say it loud. Righteousness. righteousness. Peace, peace. And joy. That's what the kingdom of God is about. And that's what the Lord wants you to enter into. He wants you to experience righteousness, peace, and joy. I believe this so strongly. We as believers should be the most happy people on the earth. Yeah. Glory to God. Are you with me on that? I like this in Psalm 122 verse 1. It says, I was glad. Somebody say, I was glad. I like that. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Why was he glad? Why was the psalmist glad? Why was David glad? He was glad because the house of the Lord represented the place of God's dwelling. He was glad when he, they said, let's go. Let me ask you, who was saying to you, let's go? <laughs> Who's saying, let's go to church. Let's experience God's presence. Let's experience the joy that comes with him. David said, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. There is gladness there. That's why I was glad when I was going there. I want you to know there is gladness here. The presence of God is here. The presence of God is in you, and you can be glad right now. How many are glad that you don't have to wait to go to church to experience the gladness of the, of the presence? Amen. Praise God. It's wonderful to come to church. I'm glad you came. You should always come. But I want you to know, you don't have to leave here thinking that's it. No, the oil of joy is still flowing. And as you leave here, the gladness of the Lord is with you. Why? Because you are now the house of the Lord. Your body, you are his temple. He lives inside of you. And therefore, you can always experience the joy of the Lord. Somebody say, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> you can always experience his joy. Now, I want to let you know, it requires us entering into the joy of the Lord. Entering into the joy of the Lord. And you're going to learn to do that in Jesus' name. Psalm 16, verse 11. This is David saying this again. He says, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is what? In your presence is what? Fullness of joy. Why am I not experiencing fullness of joy? Here's my question. Are you being intentional about enjoying his presence? Because here's what, here's what happens. We experience his presence. We get full of his presence. Maybe it's in church. Maybe it's at home. We're worshiping. But then we... We, we tend to get into a place where our minds get busy with other things and we leak, if you would. We leak. We allow the stresses of life to seep in and we stop tapping into God's presence. And what ends up happening is we stop enjoying his presence and we're not experiencing fullness of joy. You can be full today of joy. And that's what I'm speaking over your life right now, that God's fullness of joy will be your portion 
and it won't be something that will be relegated to the exterior factors of life. It'll be something that's happening on the inside of you, everywhere you go, no matter what day it is, no matter what the weather is, no matter what the season is, you will experience his joy in Jesus' name. Can you experience that? Come on, lift up your hands right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, may the oil of joy rest over your head, that it pour down over you, that it pour down over your life. May it fill you to overflowing right now in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say, I receive that. that. Amen. Joy, joy, joy is yours. It's yours. He's making you full in his presence. Now, come with me to Zephaniah 3.17. It says, the Lord your God in your midst, the mighty one. Remember, we're talking about I am he. So it is really all about God being in our midst. It's about God being present, God being here. It says, the Lord God in our midst, the mighty one, will save. What will he do? He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. And I want you to realize that the Lord is singing. He sings over those who would inherit salvation. He sings over his people. He sings over his sons and his daughters. And he's singing right now. He's singing over you. There's a scripture in Hebrews where it says that Jesus is in the midst, even singing in us to the Father. Isn't that amazing that there is a lot of singing happening in heaven, happening in heaven. If you look at the book of Revelations, you'll see there's a lot of singing, a lot of worshiping, a lot of praising. That's the atmosphere. That's the culture of the kingdom of God. There's a lot of joy in the kingdom of God. And I want you to enter into that joy. I want you to come to a place where your joy, your happiness, again, is not predicated on what's happening on the outside, but is determined about what's happening on the inside. It's when you recognize that the Holy Spirit, he's alive, he's well, he's in you, you're his child, you're his son, you're his daughter, and there is much reasons to be, to be full of joy, full of gladness, and therefore you won't allow the petty things of this world to seep to, to, to cause the joy of the Lord to seep out of you. You won't allow things that, that are out in your, in your work environment, your home environment, whatever's happening, you won't look at life and say, man, I would be more happy if this changed. I'd be more happy if that was different. I'd be more happy if this person would love me more. No, you can be more happy right now. You can be full of joy right now. You don't need anything to change to be full of joy. Joy is here right now. Hallelujah. And God is singing over you right now. <laughs> Thank you, Father, for singing over me. How many want to hear the voice of God? This is how you hear the voice of God. You begin to sing yourself. As you begin to, you, as you begin to sing, you begin to harmonize. That's what you call the song of the Lord. You begin to sing what the Lord is singing. Amen. And you begin to hear his words. You begin to hear his voice. Many times you need to tap into a new song. Somebody say a new song. That means a song you never heard before, a song you haven't heard in church, a song you can't hear on K-Love or Air One or whatever station you listen to. It's a song that you get from the Spirit. What are you tapping into? You're tapping into the song of the Lord. That's the Lord singing over you. Oh, that's beautiful. That's the Lord singing over you. And you're harmonizing with what heaven is saying. I believe this is a time where we can sing the songs of the Lord. How many want to do that? 
Amen. There is place for that. Where we go into worship and then, the, the, and then there's no more words on the screen or what have you. And then you just sense an urge. I need to sing a new song to the Lord. I need to sing something that is in my spirit. And what's happening? It's the song of the Lord that the Lord is singing over you. Your spirit is picking that up and he's allowing your voice to vocalize it. And you're tapping into the joy of the kingdom of God, the joy of heaven, the joy of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Somebody say joy. I receive it. Look at verse 15, same chapter, Zephaniah. It says, the Lord has taken away your judgments. Thank God that he's done that. He has cast out your enemy. The king of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall see disaster no more. Praise the Lord. So if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. I can rejoice for these four reasons. One, judgments have been taken away. Thank you, Father. You may say, well, Pastor, why, do I, why should I get excited? Why should I be joyful? One, because judgments have been taken away. The Bible says that he has nailed the handwriting of ordinance to the cross. That means everything that was against you, everything that was written against you has been nailed to the cross. All the judgments that, was, that, that you were facing has been wiped away. That's why you can rejoice. You were once a judge person, but God has removed the judgments. Glory to God. The enemy has been cast out of power. I love that. That's the first thing. Judgments have been taken, taken away. Secondly, the enemy has been cast out of power. You can rejoice over that. It was, I think, Tuesday or Wednesday, one of these days this week, I just felt a sudden urge to go into thanksgiving. And as I was giving God thanks, I began to sense the river of joy because God was reminding me of all the things that he has given me. I've given you my word. I've given you my spirit. I've given you power. I've given you promises. And I just began to jump into that joy of the Lord that was springing up in me. And I was reminded that the enemy's power has been taken away. Nothing shall by any means harm me. Come on, that's a reason to be joyful. Hallelujah. Third, God's presence is with us. Oh, yeah, Lord, I can be happy right now because you're with me. Someone may have rejected me, but you're with me. Amen. Maybe this person walked out of my life, but you're with me. Maybe I'm missing a loved one, but you're with me. Maybe a loved one passed away, but you're with me. I can rejoice because you are with me. Man, if we take an effort to be conscious of this reality, you cannot be down for long. You cannot be down for long. Number four, no more. Over, you, you'll never be overcome by disaster. Because he's with you. The Bible says no grave trouble will overcome you. Even the grave itself doesn't have the final word. No grave trouble will overwhelm you or overcome you. Thank you, Father. Come on, that's a reason to rejoice. I used to be afraid. I used to share this with you. I think I shared this a few times. I used to be afraid of disaster. I used to be afraid of calamity. I used to be afraid that things would happen against my family and things would just be terrible and, and, and things would just be tragic. And I remember I was in my car and these thoughts were coming to me. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. Brace yourself. This is going to happen. This is what's going to happen in your future. And this would come over and over and over, periodically seasons of just moments of fear. And I heard the Lord say, why don't you just ask me not to let that happen? It was a simple question. Why don't you just ask me not to let that happen? And it was that question that liberated me. Because it was the Lord showing me, it's just that simple for me. You are 
afraid of certain things. You're thinking about this and thinking about that and why this is not working out or, or, or what could happen. Just talk to me and I will deal with those fears. Just release that concern and I'll cause it not to happen. And right in my car, I said, Lord, this is a fear of mine. This is what I'm afraid of. This is what I'm anxious of. Lord, and I'm releasing that to you and I'm trusting you that you will not allow these things to take place. And immediately those fears were wiped away out of my life. Disaster will not come in the name of Jesus. Now, now listen, I realize that that's a controversial statement for some because we do see disaster. We do see tragedy in life. And it could sound like I'm saying I'm above that. I'm elite. I don't experience those things. No, that's what I'm, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that these things do not have a right to my life. The blood of Jesus stands against it. Amen. And even when un, uh, 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 unideal circumstances happen around you, because you will see that, it doesn't change the power of God to cause people and people, of course, that believe in the blood of Jesus to be restored from that. So you may have come from loss. You may have experienced some things that have hurt you in life, but you can be restored from that. Disaster will not overcome you in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. You will not be overwhelmed by grave trouble. And that's why you can rejoice. Somebody say, ha, ha, ha. Come on, I want you to get excited about that. You can rejoice for that. Acts 13, 49 to 52. It says, and the word of the Lord was being spread throughout the region. But the Jews stirred up the devout and prominent women and the chief men of the city, raised up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their region. But they shook off the dust from their feet against them. They shook off the dust from their feet against them and came to Iconium, and the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. I want you to think about that. These men were experiencing persecution. They were experiencing expulsion from the city. They were beaten. They were harassed, and yet they left rejoicing. They left excited. Think about that. How many of us have experienced that? Not many. Not many people can say, I've been persecuted. I've been beaten. I was thrown into prison. This is what they were experiencing. And when they left, they threw a party. They were excited about this. Why? They understood that the joy of the Lord is not relegated to what's happening on the exterior. It's relegated to what's happening on the interior. And they were filled with joy in the Holy Spirit. You'll see many scriptures where the Bible says that Jesus rejoiced in spirit. People rejoiced in spirit. They tapped into what was happening in their spirit and it allowed that flood of joy to overcome and overwhelm everything that was happening outside of them. I'm so excited today because I want you to know you don't have to be down, not even for one more minute. You don't. If you tap into the joy of the Lord. You'll emerge strong. You'll emerge bold. You'll emerge confident. You'll emerge knowing that there is nothing that can overcome you. Jesus has won it all. Yeah, hallelujah. He's won it all. Marriage problems, no big deal. Jesus has dealt with that. Sickness, no problem. Jesus dealt with that. Poverty, no issue. Jesus dealt with that. Everything that I could ever face. Everything that I could ever face has been dealt with by the blood. This is why they can go to jail. They can be exposed. They can be expelled from the city. They can be beaten and still come out singing. Glory to God. I'm declaring this is a singing season for you in Jesus' name. 
Hallelujah. Luke 5, 15 and 16. However, the report went around concerning him all the more and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by, of their infirmities. So he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. The reason why I read the scriptures, I want you to see something here. That the pressures of life will try to deplete your joy, but the presence of God refills it. The pressures of life will try to deplete your joy, but the presence of God will refill it. Look at Jesus again. It says, however, the report went about concerning him all the more, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. So what did he do? He often withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. Multitudes came to Jesus to be healed. What did he do? He said, okay, demands are increasing, pressure is increasing, requests are increasing, my time is being demanded more, so what do I need to do? I have to make sure that the demands and pressures of life do not deplete my joy, do not deplete my strength. I have to often withdraw myself and go into prayer, go into the presence of God, because Jesus understood that though the pressures of life will increase, God's presence will always keep you strong and full of joy. And so if you feel the pressures of life increasing right now, if you feel that the demands are increasing right now, you don't know what to do, you don't know how to do it, you don't know where to go, things are coming to you left and right, here's the answer, his presence. His presence creates a place of peace and joy. His presence cannot be compared to, you cannot, you can't negotiate this. You can't say, well, I, I'll do this and then I'll, I'll get to his presence. No, this is what you need to do. You need to make his presence first and foremost. You need to make his presence your priority. And if you do, everything will fall into place. Joy is your portion today, but you've got to make his presence your priority. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I've been hearing testimonies of people saying, Pastor, I've been waking up. The Lord's been waking me up earlier in the morning. I've been feeling that he's stirring me. I'm not surprised because that's my prayer for you. The Lord will stir you. The Lord will bring you to a place where you hunger after his presence. I'm not surprised because I'm believing that the Lord is now stirring a hunger for his presence more and more. And what ends up happening? You end up being more happy, more joyful, more confident. That's what his presence brings. You cannot negotiate that. You can't say, well, this is going to be more, more it's going to be a priority over his presence if you do you'll be running in a rat race but if you make his presence your priority glory to God joy will overflow your soul thank you Jesus for his joy I sense it now let me share this with you Ephesians chapter 5 17 to 21 therefore do not be unwise don't be what but understand what the will of the Lord is and do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, which means it's excess, but be filled with the spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Now that's a lot there, but what I want you to see here is that there is a there is a power in being filled that keeps you, that keeps you in great relationships with people. All of these things, most of these things that you'll see have to do with how you relate to not only God, but also people. And if you want to be someone that is filled with joy, if you want to be someone that is walking in the spirit of joy, it requires walking in the fullness of his spirit 
being filled with his spirit, and this is how you do it. Very simple. He says, first thing, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns. Somebody say psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So, Pastor, I want to walk filled with the Holy Spirit. This is what you got to do. You need to become a psalmist. You may not have a great voice, according to others. You may not think you can sing, but you need to become someone that is tapped into singing. Singing causes the flow of the Spirit in your life. Singing causes the flow of Spirit, the flow of the Spirit in your life. Singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Spiritual songs are songs, like I said, are new songs that you've never heard before. Songs that come from the Holy Spirit. As you begin to sing psalms, spiritual songs, what ends up happening? You become more aware of God's presence. You become full of it. What else is it saying? It's just speaking to one another, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks. Someone say giving thanks. You can't be someone that is not joyful if you're someone who's giving thanks. It's impossible. If you're giving thanks always, you'll always remain joyful. Thank you, Father, for, 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 for uh, like I said earlier this week, I began to go into great thanksgiving. Lord, I thank you that you've done this. I thank you that you've done this. And all of a sudden, my joy level started to increase more and more. Everything that I was thinking about started to wane. Everything became minimized as I began to give God thanks. I want you guys to do this gesture if you could, as if you're saying something is this small. Now, I want you to bring it way up close to your eye. Way up, I, mean, I want you to touch your eye then if you could. Now, see how small that is, but it comes straight to your eye? How big does it look? Now, as you move it away from your eye, is it getting smaller or bigger? As you, as you bring it real close, is it getting smaller or bigger? And this is exactly what we do. Something could be this small. Something so small. And we bring it this close. And we can't see anything else but this. And you get out of the flow of thanksgiving. And also, this is all you're thinking about, this. This is bothering me. This, this person said this. This person didn't say this. How come they said it this way? And it's just, it's, it's right in your face. You can't see anything else. And life becomes so small because this is how you're looking at life. And God is like, listen, let my joy replace that. Pull this away and begin to see all that I'm doing in your life. And as you go into Thanksgiving, the things that you've been magnifying become small. And God becomes big. And your joy level increases. I'm speaking joy over your life today, right now. Everything that you've magnified is now becoming minimized. And God will be magnified in Jesus' name. You receive that. How do you do that? You get into the realm of being filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart, giving thanks to the Lord. As you give thanks, all of a sudden you begin to see what God is doing, what God is saying, what heaven is doing. All of a sudden you start to tap into a joy like never before. Glory to God. What else does it say? Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting. Somebody say submitting. Submitting. You got to be filled if you want to submit. 
Because submitting is one of the hardest things for your flesh to do. And if you want to be a person that submits one to another, you're able to work with each other, you're able to cooperate with each other, you're able to yield and prefer one another, it really takes being filled with the Holy Spirit. If being filled with the Holy Spirit is your portion, you'll be able to see that submitting is easy. The reason why people argue a lot, they're in strife a lot, they're, they're not submitting to one another, it's because they're not filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not anything but being filled with the Holy Spirit. Get filled with the Holy Spirit and stop being filled with yourself and you'll be able to enjoy godly relationships. You want godly relationships? Get this into your spirit, man. Learn to be thankful. Learn to sing. Learn to submit yourself one to another and relating to each other will be easy. Hallelujah. What, what used to annoy you won't annoy you anymore. Sure, no problem. You're on the line waiting, and that cashier is taking forever, and that person should be, you know, they, 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 they should only have 20 items on the cashier line, but they have 50, no problem. You have a smile on your face. You're at the bank, the ATM's not working, you're not cussing up the, you're not cussing up the storm, no, no problem. My life is good. You see every delay working in your favor. You see every unforeseen and uncomfortable situation pushing you towards God's best. You're not moved by inconvenience. Why? You're filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So I say every delay is working in my favor. That's what you got to do. Lord, okay, I expected this. It's not here. Lord, turn it around for my good. Lord, I expected to pay this. It seemed like the price increased. No problem. The money's coming. Amen. Lord, no, and, and you got to say that no matter what comes my way, it's working in my favor. I'm going to be filled with joy. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> it's time to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to know that you have an arch enemy who wants to bring you into complaining. He wants to bring you into strife. He wants to bring you into a lack of gratefulness. Why? Because if he can get you into those mindsets, he can bring you out of joy. You must be aware of that. And you must remind yourself, I will be grateful. I will be thankful. I will be a worshiper. I will keep the river of joy flowing in the name of the Lord Jesus. Every single day, if you tap into his presence, you can experience the fullness of joy. So right now, I stand against the spirit of complaining. If you've been irritable, easily offended. Oh, that's a big one. If people were easily offended, I stand against that. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you will be able to forgive and think the best about people. When people offend you, you'll think the best about them. This, 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 this was your reaction going to be. You know what? Maybe they're just having a bad day. It's okay. When was the last time you reacted that way? Yeah, all the time. I love that. That's how it should be. But a lot of people, no. No, you can't do that. You can't say that. And they carry the offense. Think the best about people. This person was rude. Lord, what's going on in their hearts? Maybe they're hurt. Lord, cause them to see your love. You can't pray that unless you're filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> this person cursed you out this person is rude and yet you just feel a sense of compassion for them lord 
What, 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 what brought them to this place where their heart is hardened? Lord, I pray that you heal them in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's going to be your reaction. That's how you stay in a river of joy. Thank you, Father, for the joy of the Spirit. Thank you for the joy of your presence. Hallelujah. I want to just pray for a few people today who I sense you've been lacking joy. You've been lacking joy. And you've allowed offense. That's the word that keeps coming to me. You've allowed offense to rob you of the joy of God. You're still, and you don't even realize it, you're still hurt and mad about something that happened a year ago. And I just hear the Lord saying, it's a petty thing. It's not even anything significant, but you've magnified it. The Lord is speaking to you today saying, let it go. It is robbing you of joy. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah, but you don't understand this person is a certain way. Let it go. You have to realize that God's joy, you cannot, you cannot sacrifice his joy for something petty. Let it go. Let it go. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Lord, every single person in here that needs to experience the joy of your presence, may they experience it now. Bow your head. Father, I pray for every person in this room that is offended, that lives offended. Every day they look for a reason to be upset. Lord, turn their heart right now and cause their heart to be turned into a heart of flesh. Soften their heart right now in the name of Jesus. Let there be a softening right now. If you, if you need that, if that's you, just receive that. You sense that your heart has been hardened by circumstances and things. The Lord wants to soften your heart right now. Lord, soften your people's heart in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. There's a softening happening. Come on, let it go. Let it go. Lord, I, I, I let this go. I'm releasing this. No more will I think about this and rehearse this in my mind. I'm letting it go in the name of Jesus. I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Right now, if there's a person you need to forgive, forgive them. Forgive them. Release it. Don't wait till, you know, December 31st and we're about to go to the new year. Release it now. In the name of Jesus, I forgive. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, let your joy flow right now into this place. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. This concludes today's message. If you need prayer, want to give a donation, or would like more information about Life Church, visit us at www.nylifechurch.com.